The girls are done slipping and sliding into situations. It's time we start making intentional decisions when it comes to our relationships. And we're talking about it right after this. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. And welcome to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In case you were new here. Welcome back and welcome to. Mm -hmm. How are you today? (sighs) Feeling good. Okay. I am. The reason I'm feeling good after having a challenging week. Want to talk? Last week came in motherfucking swinging. Okay, y'all. I called myself having a Sunday fun day that turned into a Sunday disaster because I lost my wallet, and that set the tone for a really fucked up week for me. The whole week was fucked up. Yeah. The next day I got a flat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And there was some, a lot happening. Something else happened that, oh. You were the only person at work. Yes. Yeah. It was challenging. Yeah. It was challenging. Some weeks are challenging. Mm-hmm. And last week was challenging for me. I'm like, okay, I see. I see where we're going. The wallet being taken is sickening to me. Girl. <clears throat> I, I lost my wallet. I haven't lost my wallet. I've only lost my wallet. This is my second time. Yeah. It's not something you want to happen often. Girl. I've been keeping my thing on me. So to discover that that was gone, I I was in denial. I was in denial. I think that a lot of times we like go places and we're so comfortable thinking, uh, nothing's going to happen here, you know? Mm-hmm. And then people be really bums. A girl. They be bums in disguise. <laughs> they be dressed up looking nice and a bum on the really on really snakes really looking for a come up really snakes someone came up they for sure came up on me because the, they got cash mm. i normally don't have cash but they got cash off of me you I know hate that i hate that they got cash off of me and that's the part that pissed me off i know did you lock your cars immediately Girl, the immediately they day. didn't get that. No, I didn't realize until the next day. Oh my god! I didn't realize I Luckily, had. Went- they weren't really snaking because they would have went know. to McDonald's on your ass, girl. Somebody's done that gas, to you too. They could have got gas. Yeah, yeah. And I've- they had your zip code, girl. Exactly. They, they could have zip- ran it up. <gasps> they could have ordered things online. <gasps> you know, it could have really been ran up. But as soon as I discovered it, because I went to go get my wallet to pay for something, and I'm like, oh. My wallet's not in my purse. How's everything in here? You know how we carry the little travel size purse. How is that in here? All my lip glosses, but the wallet isn't. It's gone. I immediately locked those cars. I'm like, you won't be running it. That's a scare that I hate. This morning, I was like, I think I left my my card, my credit card at the mall, girl. I got in my account, too. I said, lock, lock. I told Andres. 
I think somebody took my credit card. He was like, I have it. Because uh, we took Gatsby to the vet. And I was like, here, take my card. And, but I never got it back. Okay. And it's not getting it back. So you stole it. <laughs> no. I'm like, you stole it from me. Yeah. I said, it's locked. I, that was the first thing I thought to do, baby. You ain't coming up off my back. Girl. Nor Bank of America's back. Because they right. don't give me back my money. But you don't deserve to yeah. get up to come up. No, no, no. No, because it's that. a hassle. It be the hassle. I know. Immediately, I started thinking, damn, I'm going to have to order a new car, switch all my bills over. Do I hate doing that. I hate Same. doing that. Same. It's okay, though. But I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, so other than that, you know, this weekend was chill shit. I need to sit down after. Yeah. My weekend was pretty relaxed, too. I don't feel like I did anything. Just I just ran errands yesterday. I yeah. ran errands. <laughs> I took myself on a little date, and... Came home. Yeah. I actually, actually, my day was kind of, it, it started off good and then it went down to a motherfucking drain. Oh, I ordered a dress online. We have a wedding that we're going to. Our friend is getting married mm-hmm. and it's a formal black tie wedding. So I called myself doing my due diligence by ordering a nice dress online. I was getting it tailored to fit the body, yaddy, yaddy perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Because another thing that was deceiving I really, we, we really were like on our Zoom when it came to this because yeah. I even measured around. I, I even know, you measured did. The you hits, did. You the did what needed to be done. You were. I was like, there's no way I can fit that size, the small. So let me just order a medium, y'all. Why was I swimming in the medium? The deceit. I said, and this is why I be in size smalls. This is why I be telling you I'm really a small. You don't be believing me. <laughs> Every time Brittany's like, what size did you get? And I'm like, a small. Because she's a small girl. <laughs> she's a small girl and I got a medium and it was so big so y'all I took it to the tailor I dropped it off <clears throat> they were so confident it'll be ready the next day I'm like great when There's, they were taking it in they were so confident that they were so it. confident it'll right. be done in, in, in the next day pick it up tomorrow I'm like oh shit great right. I decided to go pick it up a few days later and this is the part of me that was too trusting. Like I just talked about you being too trusting in that environment. Yeah. I just grabbed my dress and left. Right. I was like, if it's not right, y'all, I'm coming back. And they were like, yeah, yeah, totally. I get home. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> wow. I just wanted to cry. I was like, this is not. I'm surprised you didn't. I, I was on the verge. I was really pissed. I was like, this is terrible. This is actually terrible. I, this is ill-fitting. This is still ill-fitting. After you done paid. After I've paid. And, and now. now Two hundred dollars has been spent. Yeah, and I still have to go out and buy an. Oh Lord, girl! And I, when I was, you told uh, me that when you Facetime me and said that the dress still doesn't fit, I was in a state of shock. I'm like, what do you mean? How? How could it still not fit? You I was said, Brittany, like, I want to let you know this dress. <laughs> this dress does not fit. I'm like, huh? It does not fit. What do you mean? I was just so. I was I, at that point. I was in a state of shock as well. I'm like, I cannot believe this. I can't, I'm, then I had to get in my car because I just knew I had to go check them. I'm like, you guys didn't do what the fuck you were supposed to do. He was like, I didn't even touch the bottom. I, you know, you, you didn't ask me to do it. I took in the waist and the right. hips. And I said, oh, hell no. At this point, there's nothing I can do but go buy another dress. Mm. And you know, that's painting me. Girl. That's painting me because after it's all said and done, now I'm $500 in the hole and this isn't even my day. Girl. It's not even my day. It isn't. I'm a guest. Man, you better make it your day. It's my, I'm a guest. It's your day now. Not you're you're not the bride, but it's gonna be your day in the way that in the it's spirit. Your day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It go. It's gonna have to be. But I said, Lord Jesus. <sighs> I'm happy you got into quick solution mode. Yeah, it was. Kind you of hard you to do you that. figured it out quickly. 
So I'll send, I'll take a photo. Photo. By the time y'all hear this, the wedding have been done. They yeah, we we've honeymoon. been there, right there. Uh, we sent they're, them they're on their matrimony. Way, They'll be we in had matrimony. a good time. Hopefully, the tailor don't fuck up my dress. No, they won't. They won't. You're just getting a quick little nip tuck. They was turning it's my more. shit into a whole no, new game. No, it's more. They they she the way she was taking it in, she went all up the sides, the neck. I'm like, oh okay. See, you really. This is how you really make it tailored to the body. <laughs> You know, I'm excited. To I didn't see even her. know I had that much to take in, but when she was going in, I'm like, okay. I hope you didn't get it too tight where you won't be able to. No, sit, no, though. no. I can okay. sit. I okay. can sit. Okay, because you know the girls will be in a bandage dress. <laughs> be no, bandage. no, it's not a bandage. It's still like you know, flowy a body con. It's not body con. No. Okay, the restriction. No, that's another thing. He was like, if I take it up anymore, you're not going to be able to move your arm. That's when I just knew. I said, <laughs> and just we want to dance and everything. Give me this dress. We want to be able to dance. Yeah, but I hate that. I hate that. But I, I, you figured it. I out. figured it out. I'm out of the slump, but I was pissed, girl. Well, I was pissed, but I'm glad you're always there to offer counsel and support. Count like, on please. me, please. Count on me through thick and thin. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even being dramatic because y'all know we got the yeah. are you being dramatic episode. I'm like, girl, yeah. I'm not even being dramatic, but this is a yeah. real issue. It wasn't giving drama. I'm like, this is a real. deal. It was a real deal. Totally feel. Yeah, but it all's well that ends well. Yeah, this last week was trying, but. This week is going to be good. This week got to be better. I'm actually really excited about this week. We're going to link with Ty for a cute little like yeah. midweek link. Mm-hmm. And then the wedding will be on Saturday, on Friday. So yeah, I have a busy weekend ahead. We're celebrating birthdays. Same. same. I got a baby shower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding. It's going to be good. My mom's coming. Oh. I'm not. She's hanging out with McKinsey. She's doing McKinsey here. I'm busy, but you know, she's going to be here. When is she coming? Friday, I think. Cute. Okay, she said I'm coming to see my baby. Listen, her that she, uh, the yeah, other baby. Yeah, she dropping in. I'm like, in. I ain't seen that son yet. Some of y'all in gears. <laughs> She's dropping in. She said, "Girl, don't worry about me and mine." Right. I'm pulling up. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's it's good. gonna be a good week. Um, it is. We're officially in Q4. I'm excited. I'm ready to grab this quarter by the motherfucking handlebars. I am too. We're I'm riding. Ready. I'm on the, on the front of the handlebars. Listen, you know how we used to do? Room on the Yamaha. Girl, get on the handlebars. <laughs> Why were we doing that? Get on the pegs. Ride on the bike. We used to Sometimes we had somebody on the front and the motherfucking okay, back. Okay, now. Yes. Hell, what? not on my bike. Girl, on the, on the mountain bikes. I mean, not the mountain bikes. The um, Mongoose. The Mongoose and the BMX bikes. Why were we on those? You had I had a gold and black and white bike, a silver bike, chrome Mongoose. I had gold pegs in the front and the back. I got a oh, two seater. Okay, this, this is mini seats. So you could ride in the front and turn around where we're facing each other. Don't ride back like that. Yeah. Turn around and there's somebody on the back. I okay, got y'all. Okay. I got y'all. Well. But that's how we ride into Q4. So y'all on our pegs, y'all are on our pegs, we ride, we got the bike, y'all are on the pegs. Yes, 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 yes. So. I think something else to share. I'm I'm really feeling the the, the, um, check-in part of this episode. Yeah, what's up? I don't know if y'all know by now, but I think we could share by now. Oh. Coming November 1st. Yes. The podcast will be widespread We're back. We're back. We're going to be back. We're going to be back in a few short weeks. We are going to be back. I'm excited. I am thrilled. We talked all about our transition back to widespread and our feelings on Patreon. Like, you know, just being more candid there. But of course, y'all are our girls Two first only <laughs> everybody yeah, okay you're our girl girl y'all yeah, are ours y'all are so it's only right that we let y'all in you know on the t too you will be able to find us wherever you listen to podcast mm-hmm. and you will be able to find full episodes on youtube video yeah full video episodes on youtube so 
We're we back. back. We back and yeah. we back and we back. We're very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to. It's been a great year and we're ready for what else is coming. We are. More. Stepping into our um, widespread era. Back into, back into our widespread back era. Back into our widespread So yeah, it's going to be good. We're we're pumped. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. What I'm also excited about is today, chatting with y'all, we're in our goodie bag, mm-hmm. which I love. I love the goodie bag because like we've mentioned before, these are episodes that are not centered around a theme. They're random, an assortment, if you will. Yeah. But. They're necessary conversations. Yeah, and it gives us a chance to just kind of get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I really love it. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't. It's a C's box. Unless you walk in and ask for a sample. Then <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting, You know baby. exactly what you're getting. Can I get a vanilla caramel? Listen, the way I rock in there, I'd like a, a milk chocolate with a buttercream. Right. Feeling. Don't go away. More Black Girl Bravado after this. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and... Also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. 
But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the true accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdrive fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Yeah. So what we're talking about today 
like we mentioned at the top. What? Is the slipping and the sliding. Yeah. That can sometimes occur when we're dealing with relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Inside of them and outside of them. Yeah. There's something that happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a maybe not so surprising fact to some of y'all is that many couples, many people that are in relationships, they slide into transitions rather than deciding, mm -hmm. you know, and we're talking about major transitions, like moving in together, having a baby, starting yeah. a relationship, getting married, heavy hitters. Yeah. The milestones, the milestone transition. Yeah. The things that matter. <clears throat> and imagine that. Imagine sliding into something that matters and not making a conscious decision about what you want your next step to be. I've been on a slip and slide before. I have to. I've been on one. I think we all have. We've all one. found our, maybe not all, but a lot of us have found ourselves in situationships and we like, hold up. Right. How the fuck did I end up in a situationship? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hold up. How did I find myself in this position they at this job? I love you like I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, y'all, pardon me. I might have a little cough here and there. She, she's battling. Yeah. So just want to make sure. Yeah. She is battling and I hope she doesn't hit me. I might. So I think it's I think it's appropriate for us to talk about what sliding looks like and what deciding looks like. Yes. So sliding through transitions looks like mainly taking the convenient route. Right. It's like, oh, the example would be imagine you are in a relationship dating somebody Y'all live in two separate places. They leave a toothbrush. Girl. And they leave a few items, a little deodorant, some hair care products, whatever it might boxers be. Boxers for your house. Yeah, boxers in case they come over, uh, you know, impromptu. Then all of their things now have a drawer. Now they got a few things there. They leaving their work shit there. They iPad, they PlayStation. That's happened to you. They, yeah, they you know that, that, that PlayStation was there. That was the last thing he took. I'm like, come get the PlayStation. You're leaving this. <laughs> the game console is here. <laughs> the game console is here. And then after a while, it's like, oh, maybe it's time for a lease renewal. Well, instead of you being at your place and me being at my place, we might as well just link, live together and save rent, save mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being a like very intentional conversation, it's just like, it just makes sense. It's right. convenient. We're already here. We might as well. Right. That's sliding. Do yeah. you want to share what deciding would look like? Yes. So on the contrary, mm -hmm. we have deciding. So what deciding looks like in your relationships and with these transitions is being very intentional, having the conversations, discussing the pros and the cons, discussing your intentions. Yeah. So if we're using the move in example, it's like, okay, we are considering moving in together. Why are we considering moving in together? What is our end goal? We had the homegirls send in the questions, a couple homegirls send in questions about moving in with their partner. And sometimes we're like, okay, this just makes sense. It's the next step. And then we end up not getting what our ultimate goal yeah. is when we decide to take that step. But when you decide and you have these conversations and you set the intentions at the forefront and you set your goals and you agree upon them, it's like, okay, we know what we're doing. Right. The expectations are more likely to be met. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. Deciding sounds better to me. Uh, yeah, I think it's grown, not even as grown. Well, we're grown now figuring it out because I think this is something that we're all like familiar with, but we just don't have language for it. And it's like, oh, I've caught myself in that situation. Like I said, I've been in the, I've been on a slip and slide. Uh, girl, <laughs> when I, when I sit back and I really think mm -hmm. 
I'm like, oh, because like you said, we're making decisions. The easy thing to do is make decisions out of convenience. Yeah. You know, it low key be feeling good. <laughs> it's like we ain't got to put no thought into it. Let's just get it. Let's get it. baby. We do. Mm-hmm. And y'all, there's um, there was a study done in 2006 by um, Stanley Rhodes and Mark Markman. Right. So they published the model for sliding and deciding, and they described all of these potential risks that can happen when you slide into something. Mm -hmm. And this is very important for me because, like you said, we all know, like, in a general sense about sliding and deciding or whatever. But when you really think about the implications, when you really sit back, you move, you start to move different. Yeah. You know, you go into these situations, these conversations with a broader and a a different perspective. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. And when we were preparing to have this conversation, it was like, wow, as we know our audience that we have a lot of young little sisters and, you know, who are in these formative years as in their womanhood, where if you might have learned or heard this topic or this concept, you will take heed and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm finding myself in this position. What did I hear about this? Or this is that concept. And you might save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble, a lot of unnecessary bullshit. Yeah. Because we, like we said, as 30, we're 35. By the time y'all hear this, I'm probably 35. Yeah. (laughs) In our mid thirties. Yeah. We have learned some things. We've spun the block. We picked up extra tools and now it's giving Sankofa. We giving them back. We're able to help you. We're able to help you. We're able to help you. Take this information and run with it, please. And they don't do these studies for nothing. (laughs) If people are really sitting up here doing studies, that means that this is really a broader topic. It's something to consider. Something to consider. So this specific study on sliding and deciding was on based around relationships and people cohabiting um, and how cohabiting can affect marriage and relationships overall right so when in the sliding versus the siding when it comes to making decisions without intentionality so yeah. some of the risks are the pressure to stay in a relationship mm. can increase and this is regardless of if the relationship is a fit or not um regardless of if you know that there is some shit that ain't right right uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless of if you have mutual clarity on your future. Yeah. It's called relationship inertia. Yes. Where we feel like, you know, we in it, you know, it's we, just the natural movement. The progression is pushing you forward. Yes. Not being like, do we really want to do this? That moving one. This one's really risky, y'all. This one's really, really risky. I battle with this thought that I had never lived with a partner before I, Andres and I moved together. And I was kind of like. I don't really want to. This is this is one of the cons for me. Although I know that if it ain't right, baby, I, I'm the only person on leave. You know, every every time you say that, I can't. You know what it is. I can't, but no people do go into it. With did you finish your thought? No, I'm just saying that a lot of people, even friends that we know, it's like you know the relationship has come to an end, and then you're unable to really release or cut the cord cleanly because it's like damn we just renewed a lease or we're living here together or we've built a life of things right where we share everything together and it makes expensive to live alone yeah it makes it more complex to just be like you know what this ain't right no more right i'm gonna just get up out of here and i think that that shouldn't be your reason for not moving in however that shouldn't be your reason to stay but sliding into these decisions will make you put you in that position but i do want to empower the girls who are if you're living with somebody and it's no longer fit, get your ass up out of there. I know you have you have Be that power. You better find a home girl to roommate with. 
I know. Girl, you ready to move? Something. I mean, come on. Because come on. I've had a couple of people try to slide me into something like this. Talking mm. about, you know, it makes sense. We could do that. And for a moment, I was starting to think about it. But then I'm like, no. I really want to decide about something like that. You yeah. know, like, I really wanted to feel. I know that I'm more on the apprehensive end. I've I've been growing more. Yeah. But I know naturally I'm more on, like, the... Uh, yeah, but still, I want to be like, feel like you know, we're really making a conscious decision, not you know, I need because, a place, yeah, like, or because things are high during the pandemic. We've seen a lot of that, like people living together due to the context and nature of what was going on in the world, and then there was a lot of beautiful relationships that came out of it, but yeah. there was a lot of situations that maybe mm, forced sh- shouldn't have happened, forced. Out of just like this convenience. is convenience. This is convenient. This convenient. makes sense. It makes sense for we sure. We got a shelter in place. So c- come on over here. Come on over here. Get on over here. We might as well be together. <laughs> be together. Like, we can't go outside. We can't meet nobody. Let's no, we going to be on each other. And you can literally slide. <laughs> <laughs> another, another risk, y'all, is lower relationship or marital satisfaction. You know the old saying. Why buy the what why buy the cow if you, you get, get the, the milk, milk for free? Okay, then you're battling. That's another thing, like doing a lot of wifely duties, or if you're a man who doing a lot of husband duties. Yeah, taking the, care of all the bills. Yeah, and you're not getting the the marital perks. I guess, like you know, it'll lead to being more dissatisfied. Something else that I like to consider is I'm so glad that I didn't get uh, that I didn't move in with a partner when I was really young, like a young. 20 something mm-hmm. because I feel like I would be resentful doing all of that for a nigga that's not my husband. It can be a resentment. You know? Yeah. And I think that there was, a t- I'm going to share my story later. <laughs> I'm going to share my story later. Share your story. I'm going to share my story later. Go ahead. Um, and uh, another risk or the final risk that we'll be sharing is that there can be a lot of ambiguity in your relationships, mm-hmm. right? When you're sliding. Yeah. When you're sliding. Uh, there's a little example that I'm going to share. And I'm not going to read this whole thing. But basically, it was talking about like how two people, they were dating. They had the knowledge that there was some areas of opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Like they both didn't have necessarily positive views of marriage because of their familial upbringing. They had some relational issues that hadn't been resolved. Like one had an anxious attachment style. The other one had some addiction problems however they're like we're together and the woman was like in her mind i know that i want to be married so us moving in together makes can, it's the can be a step catalyst while she's thinking that the person that she's dating is not really sold on the idea of marriage she doesn't really see the perks of it but they agree to move in together because of convenience so they move in together the woman is thinking you know we're working towards marriage of course because we done moved in together and that's the obvious next step and he's thinking i don't give a damn like you know right. he's, not, even not, thinking. he's actually not thinking right. about that right and that can create ambiguity because it's like okay what are we really doing this for what's happening we haven't had no clear conversations but i do have these desires and i'm hoping that that is what's about to happen and sometimes it doesn't and imagine how you feel how Mm. you can feel or do feel yeah like the hell let down let down but the issue is it was never discussed it was never crystal clear it was never discussed y'all yeah so yes Ultimately, we know that intentionality helps us breed more success. That's with anything in our life, but really within your relationships and long term relationships. Mm -hmm. The more we uh, sit down and say, what decisions are we making together with mindfulness at the forefront? We're looking at better success rates. We are. 
we're looking at more stability and trust within the relationship because you do feel stable. Yeah, you definitely do. If you have conversations and y'all are tracking together, it's like, OK, I'm trying. Yeah, I know you're not leading me astray. I, yes. Yes. Nigga. Y'all want to lead. Where are you leading me? Where are we going? Where are we going? I need to know nigga, what's on the GPS. Hell. Where are we going? Where say Hades? Um, but also resentment can be decreased. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. not just doing things and then saying, I'm doing all this thinking that you know where which this was gonna lead us somewhere and now we ain't and now I'm pissed. And that's the worst place to be. Like feeling like you're giving, giving, giving and you don't get what you expect to get out of it, although your expect expectations were never really communicated. Yeah, they've just been internal. Internalized. And I've been there too before. I have to check myself from doing that now. I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah. You ain't even tell nobody that, that was your expectation. Yeah. And now you're sitting up here in a knot. Untie right. yourself, please. <laughs> Release yourself, queen. Untie yourself. Free yourself. Please. Shit. So can you recall a specific instance where you felt like you were sliding into a decision rather than deciding deciding like yeah. choosing it yeah yeah um Actively. this was a story that i was going to tell y'all What's and all tea? of the risks that we talked about are riddled in this story <sighs> um at one point i was living in a place this was i was much younger and i was in my long-term relationship at the time and i was in a place where the rent was significantly it was high it was high for a one bedroom so my mom being a great parent was subsidizing a portion of the rent she was mm-hmm. like giving me 600 five or six hundred dollars extra towards the rent so i'm like cool towards the end of the lease the rent was going up and my mom was like look you know i'm not going to keep subsidizing you're going to have to decide if you're going to pay the full rent or if you're going to move from this place at the time like i mentioned i'm in a long-term relationship we've been together forever yeah you over here you got a motherfucking key not only to my house but to the gate Nigga, I'm buzzing full, myself full in. Access. Why am I buzzing myself in? Because you got my main key. That used to piss me off. You have things here <laughs> that used to really grind my motherfucking gears. But, and you the one that set it up that way. I didn't set it up that way. He stole it. He, you know niggas be immature. He took it and it, oh. we was battling. I never got it back. You know, it'd be a thing. It'd be a thing. What? But either way, he had it and I didn't. And I'm like letting you be super comfortable here. I'm leaving, coming back. You still here. You yeah. setting up shop, whatever it is. So when the lease renewal came and the instruction from my mom came that, what are you doing? Where are we at with it? I brought that to his attention. I'm like, yo, this is probably the best time for you to decide to move in. Decide. But right. it's convenient. So let's just get it. We already here. Right. Let's just make it a thing. And I'm at like, this point, I need the subsidy. I need someone to pick up this difference. Shit. <laughs> let's make it work yeah so i was like let's do this ultimately we didn't do it but i was only like at the time i felt like that made the most like sense since we had been together so long but it wasn't a decision that i was making like is this somebody i want to live with i hate it the way he kept the home yeah i hated it i'm like i'm picking up hot cheeto crumbs i'm picking up behind you germany please i don't like that (laughs) i don't like to be able to tell that you were here that's what i don't like you know i'm like i like it to look unlived in Girl, we ain't even gonna go down that road. I do. Just clean up behind yourself. But I was like, eh. so ultimately we didn't. And I'm so grateful that we didn't because I know that I would have been resentful. I would have been miserable. And it would have been a progressive next step to likely us getting married. But that's not the kind of person that I could see myself now being married to. Mm. And I would have been locked into a marriage because I'm a loyal ass bitch. Yeah. Loyal to the soil. We would have, we done did all this. We done spent all this. We would have never got a divorce. I would have been like, Oh, we locked in. We would have just wrote it out. I would have been in a boring ass marriage. Yeah. Doing hella much. Yeah. And I'm just like, Lord, this is why he closes doors. And you know, 
You know the and rest. And you gotta keep, keep, let them keep. You them know closed. what they say about the closed doors. I, at that time, I felt heartbroken. I was like, "Dang, you don't want to? We shouldn't." No. Yeah, I know. I remember. And I'm like, "This is stupid." I was stressed too. I'm like, "Now I gotta move, nigga. I love this place." Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? When one door closes, another opens. Listen. And it closed right on him. Get out of here. Get out of my life. Thankfully, it closed. Thankfully. It's like that meme where they ha- they have that the little bear. raggedy bear. The bear. You again. want that little raggedy bear. And behind God's back is a big stuffy. A big teddy bear. Yeah. And I don't think he's a terrible person. No. That's another thing. That's not what we say. You know, We're not saying that people are terrible. They just aren't good it don't fit be a sometimes. Fit. It don't be a fit. And sometimes we will find ourselves in situations where it's like that wasn't a fit from the beginning. It wasn't a fit when you tried to make it fit. Mm-hmm. And now you're walking around with corns and bunions. <laughs> your feet are hurting because you put your motherfucking foot in a, in shoe. a shoe that was never your size. It was never your size. It never was supposed to fit. And you forced it. Feet just crumbled up. Like then Beyonce, you know how we was. Shoes just, feet just in a knot. In a knot. Toes crip walking. Germany, please. Girl, girl. What about you? <laughs> have you ever found yourself in a, in a situation? I definitely have. And I'm going to share it with y'all right after this break. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all, I have slipped and slid and took it to the house. Listen, 305, <laughs> I love that song. I have. I really have. Like, so in my long-term relationship, I have made copies of keys and distributed them like Mike and Ike's. Listen. I have. In my long-term relationship, I remember I was like, or I remember who initiated it, probably him. And he was like, you know, I need a key. I need a drawer. Uh, I need I need somewhere to like keep my stuff because yeah. he kept keeping stuff. Like first it was a pair of shoes. Then I noticed he didn't pack up them shoes when he left. So shoes started building up. Then clothes started building up. And I'm like, well, let me clear out space for the clothes. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't need to just they need a space. So then that became you got a shelf. You got a couple of shelves. You got a whole drawer. You have your shoes here. Yeah. The, the console's coming. You need a key made. It it turned into us basically living together. But the sick part is there was no contribution. Yeah. It's all on my back. Financially, I'm <laughs> Financially, still carrying the burden. I'm paying for this place. But you're able to come to a home. He yeah. didn't have his own apartment. Yeah. He was living at home. So he was able to have a place where... He could feel like an adult. And that kills me. He has. You know, Why would you not want to help me? Right. He was helping by bringing in like paper towels and tissue and simply lemonade. <laughs> and dick. And, and leave dick. the dick at the door. Bring some dollars. Please. I don't need let's no paper towels. If you give me the money, I can pay for let's the paper tra- let's, let's, let's switch out the D that we're providing. I Please. Take the dick and give me dollars. Dollars. <laughs> Shit. Gross sister. Boy, I need some money. Hell no. Listen. Mm-mm. So that definitely turned into like basically a cohabiting, an unofficial cohabiting situation to the point where when we broke up, like y'all, he was like, so you're kicking me out. I'm like, kicking you out. I'm not kicking you out. We're <laughs> you breaking up. Here. Like, give me my key. He was like, you know, this is really ridiculous that you're just kicking me out. You didn't give me no warning. I have to go find a place. I'm like, you have a place. Technically, your it parents, was his place. Like, 
What is that? Squatting rules. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting mail. Mail was coming. Y'all, I was he was getting mail there. You did have to evict him then. You had to give him a 30 day No. Thankfully I didn't have to go. Luckily he didn't know the rules. Yeah, he didn't know the rules, but once we were broken up, I'm getting triggered every time a piece of mail come. I'm like, why is it your like for the change of address here, the boy? The mail please. was coming. Yeah, hell no. It was just that was definitely a side, and even on a another scale, I was gonna say on a smaller scale, but this is pretty big. Like we talked about transitions. Like I have had the mentality of if I sleep with someone, and I don't be sleeping with hella people, so hold your judgment. But when I do, but when I do. I'm like, oh, we're together. And this yeah. is pre 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 conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. slide in here, we slide into a relationship we are together. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. My mind too. That's And that's mind. where there's become confusion for me in the past because we didn't have the conversation and I'm thinking, okay, if we're having sex with each with each other, we're obviously only having sex with each other. So that means that we're exclusive and we're in a relationship. You my boyfriend. Listen, that's when me and my man became official. I done told y'all time and time again. Raw sex equals couple. For me in my home, boy, he was my man. After that, I'm like, oh, this is my man, and we didn't decide on it yet. We didn't sit down and say, okay, yeah. so we had, yeah. And I'm just being completely honest. Yeah. After that night, it didn't give. So where do you see this going? No, are we it a don't couple? Be given that it'd be like, you know, we'll talk about it amongst the girls. Key, key, like, so you know, yeah, that's my man. Yeah, we go together. That's we my man. Together. We go together. But y'all. then be looking up months later, like, so do, do we, we go, go together? together? Confused, like, and then having conversations after the fact, like, so are you doing dating uh, are anyone we, else? Uh, are uh, we and then it gives the exclusive. Now, are we exclusive? Are we official? Damn. Now I'm having to ask you, are we official? And you know, I was really moaning and I'm because tired. the I'm official, t- uh, the official came way later. I'm like, you really what? got sheen. But the thing is, we both, <laughs> we both was like that one meme when you and your both, fr- he was like them best friends that be looking at each other talking about exactly, girl. I was introducing people, undressed as her boyfriend, telling you know my mom, yeah, me, I'm going out with Jeremy and her boyfriend, blah 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 blah. He was, and then In my soul, he was already mine. It was it, official. It, it wasn't official until months later, y'all. But it was official for me the day that we laid. Yeah, the day that we laid, it was official. Exactly, and that's that's really sick. That's really sick. I'm gonna tell y'all this: if you're that kind of girl who can have sex, have no emotional attachment, and it'd be like, I don't really want a relationship out of you. Great, do that. But right. as a woman who really does value relationship and being official and only really having sex with an intimate, like having that type of intimacy with my romantic partner, I really could have played myself if I didn't end up in a relationship oh, with yeah. this person. I would have been like, nigga, we've been fucking I know. raw. And, and that's when you, you have want... the resentment. And then I would have been looking crazy. But luckily, I, I was just crazy when it came. I yeah, I'm like, not oh. doing that no more. I uh-uh. would never do that anymore at, at this point. But this I have done age. it. Yeah, I've done I it have too. done it. And sometimes it has worked in my favor and sometimes it hasn't. It's like, oh, well. yeah, I ain't new here. <laughs> I ain't new here. I was just doing it four years ago. That was four years ago, babe. And I was doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's also something. See, you you going to be done for a long time. What? <laughs> You don't just wake up and start knowing what the fuck to do. That just happened like three, three and a half years oh, ago. Oh yeah, girl, like, it just happened to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say the years. Like you're constantly growing, evolving, learning from your not mistakes but lessons. You're, so it's yeah. not like oh, if you're 25, you should just not be making certain decisions. It's just being more cognitively aware, more cognizant of issues or situations where it's like, hold on. Yeah. Can help, you know, yeah, avoid a misstep. Like, you know, I didn't like how that felt. I didn't like how that went. 
moving and forward. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We're gonna have the decisions, and I know sometimes we don't like to have. I mean, the conversations, and I know sometimes we don't like to have the conversations because they can be intimidating, and we don't want you know people to think we're doing too much. But yeah. think I'm doing too much. Yeah, I'm doing a lot. Think I'm doing too much. Look at me as one of those girls who's serious. Exactly. You're gonna. Th- you're gonna think I'm serious. You're gonna know. You're gonna know. You're actually gonna know. Yeah. Okay, y'all, before we get into our tips and solutions, yeah, <laughs> we have some things that we need to cover here. If you're new here, you have a few duties that you have to execute. Mm-hmm. Following the show, rating the show, and clicking that bell so that you receive notifications about new episodes. Yes. Simple. Yeah, make sure you engage if you like the episode. Share it. Let us know. Send it in your group chat to your home. Girls like, girl, look, this is definitely speaking to us. This is speaking to you. Because sometimes it'd be speaking directly to your home, girl. You can't really say why. Here, send them that passive aggressive. Like sneak, sneak. Yeah, this is for you. Yeah. Um, Another another um announcement that we want to just keep at the forefront of your mind is that we are hosting an amazing retreat in Belize, May 3rd through the 7th, 2024. We will be... On the island of Thatch Key, on mm, the key. I cannot wait, girl. On the key of Belize. I cannot wait. Um, just fellowshipping and having a really great time connecting with like-minded women, resting, relaxing, recharging, resetting, doing all the things, unlocking sisterhood. If that, that sounds like an experience that you're like, I've been craving linking up with some bad bitches. Listen. Out of out of town. Thugging with your rant. Listen, if that sounds like you. And we do the fun things, but we also do the work. Yeah. And if you're looking for both a sick combo, then you might want to um, click the link that's in the description and get all the details and find a room that's good for you. This retreat has already sold out once and we didn't make a big deal when we did it the first time. <laughs> we didn't make a big deal when we did it the first time, but no. I do want to tell y'all it's going to sell out again. There's literally a handful of spots and we only added those handful of spots because the girls were sad that they have missed out on the first round of yeah. spots. So please take advantage. We won't be adding any additional spots. Yeah, after we don't these have no go. more that. We don't. We've we don't already, have no we, more that. We had to go beg for these. We do. So if it's really on your heart, make a move. Make the decision. We make have the commitment. Payment plans. Honor too. yourself. There are payment plans, and the sooner you act, the more you can break it down. Period. The more time you have to pieces, break it down. More pieces. The more time you have to break it down. So get your spot, and we'll see you in Belize. Yes. Now, if you want to connect before we get to Belize, you can do that by joining us. On Patreon, in the Homebrew Hangout, we have a time over there. We have our book club where we're reading a really good book. We also have bonus episodes. So you get three additional bonus episodes over there. I don't know. I don't know a sweeter deal. We have our monthly check-in where they already knew that we were going to be widespread. You see? (laughs) Exactly. They already knew because they're a part of the game. So if you want to know about what's happening with the podcast and just in our lives, then I suggest you get over there because mm-hmm. that's that's where we dish the tea, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to shout out the new patrons? Yes, I do. I actually the wind do. beneath our wings. I want to shout out Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Kendall. Hey, Kendall. Talia. Hey, to, oh, I love the spelling, Talia. Yeah, and Kayla. One thing black people gonna do, we gonna flip a name. Listen, we gonna name our kid We're gonna a make name. It unique. Unique. And Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Welcome yeah. to the gang. Welcome, girlies. It's so good to have y'all. It is. Make sure y'all join us over on Discord as well. Yes. Okay. I think it's time to get into our solutions. Back to the show. Our tools for our toolkit. Okay, y'all. So we would not be the girls, the girls that you love, (laughs) if we did not provide you with 
some solutions, some tools and ways for you to really get a hold of this shit. So y'all having an intentional point of view within your romantic relationships versus like a a point of view that's rooted in either timelines or convenience is really how we win. That's how we win. And we avoid sliding into situations that we don't have no business being in. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it is. It's like, we have to take our minds out of this. Oh, we've been together three years, so we should move together. Oh, we've been together five years, so maybe it's time for marriage. Oh, we've been together and now we should have a baby. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all. We got to start really thinking critically. We, we got to put our critical thinking skills to the test. We got to get off of, off of cruise control. Yeah. And put that thing in sport and that foot on that gas. Yes. So the first solution. put something into the map. The first solution to avoid sliding in your relationship and move more closely to deciding is to regularly check in and discuss your future. You heard the future, not just the present, but the future Mm -hmm. and the state of your relationship. You got to do both. It's a combo. So having honest conversations is the best way to be intentional with your partner, allowing you yourself to be honest, open, vulnerable. What Pastor Mike say before he started getting weird? Hot. Hot. Hot, open, and honest, open, open and and transparent. transparent. You know, having those (laughs) moments, he started getting weird (laughs) (laughs) to help y'all decide about the next phases of the relationship. Yeah. So it's good to be like, where do you see us in six months? Or where do we see us in six months? Where do you see us in a year? Where do you see this going in five years? So on and so forth. You know, those it is sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't want to say too much because I'm going to be doing too much. Or he going to think that I'm coming on strong. Nigga, come on strong. Come. Strong army. I got to come because we don't want to coast. We don't. We don't. We don't want to coast. And it's okay to be the initiator of some of these conversations. Yes. You know, and I think it'll create a system and a normalcy. Mm-hmm. Once you keep having the conversations, it won't feel like you're coming on hot. It feels like you already know what the fuck going on. We, yeah. We, we always do this. Or set a precedent. Like every six months, we'll check in about the state of our relationship and what progressively how we feel about where we're tracking. Then you already know, OK, we checked in in January. We checking in in June. We're going to check in, you know, whatever it looks yeah. like for you guys. And if you don't feel comfortable moving to the next phase of whatever, you know, that you guys talk about, say that. Just be upfront and honest because people can really appreciate when you're just telling them, I'm not ready to take that, take that next step. Right. I don't want to do it. Versus you moving into the next step and you feeling like I didn't did the resentment. Right. I'm just doing it. I didn't want it to I didn't want to disappoint her. Be honest. People will respect that and it'll allow people to make the best decision for themselves. And remain authentic. Yes. Authenticity. I don't think we talk about authenticity within our romantic relationships enough. I know. You know what I mean? Like be yourself. Be who you are. State what it is that you want. Your expectations. And allow a person to see you fully so that they can decide. Do I really want to be with this person? This person? Because sometimes we be beating around the bush. And it be me too. We, We do. I think it's so important to have these conversations explicitly. Yeah. They really are. Again, you're you're a very explicit girl. I am, girl. I will be like, I don't like how you do that. Or sometimes I, I can take that. some of the bluntness off, but I really am because I need you to know. And then you know what? When I make my decisions, it don't be coming out of left field. It's like you know we've been talking about this and not being explicit about it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Put some yeah. respect on my. Name. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> you do. You're like you need to just say. I'm like. <laughs> Trying I'm to like, get the girl, words. say it. Because Germany be joking and shit. She's like, well, you know what we done. It's a sprinkle. Like, <laughs> I, like, it's sprinkled in. I'm like, you know what we. <laughs> yeah. Okay, y'all. Another way. Yeah, that, that way. Can, yeah, another way that we can be intentional with our relationships 
is actively listening to what our partner is communicating with us to us during these check-ins. So once we have the space of being honest and transparent and authentic and all that shit, we're going to take heed to what our partner communicates. Okay. We're listening and we're acting on what's being said and also noticing, Hmm. Take what people say for faith. Listen, because they'll be telling you. They'll be telling you. We'll be making it to another story. Like, okay, you saying you don't really, that's not really your vibe, but you you just saying that. You're going to come around and they keep telling you that, you know, they're not. I said it because I missed it. Right. Especially men. The real ones be like, I told you. I told you I didn't want to be married. I told you I didn't want no kids. I told you. That's why you have to ask people about their expectations. It's, It's very, maybe it's not easy, but it's easier for us to express what our expectations are. And then like if our partner's just like, oh, okay. You know, or they don't oppose. We mm-hmm. assume that Those they have the same it. expectations. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, they're on board. They're yeah. on board. Because when I said with mine were, they were like, okay, or they didn't oppose. No, ask them, what are your expectations? What 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 are you seeing for us? Yeah. Or what or is for it, yourself? I think also <clears throat> being really candid and explicit about what does a timeline look like for you versus somebody? If we say we're going to do this in a couple of years, what does a couple look like to you? How do you define Girl, a couple? Girl, because that could be subjective. Girl. I'm you like, you said a couple. With that too. A couple be two for me. In two years. <laughs> in two. In two. Because you said a couple and I I interpreted that as two. Listen, because we will have couple a couple ain't never been three. The That's way you. we be doing the girl math. Listen, right. He we said in a couple years we're going to. I'll be like, that's two. Right. And then in another couple, we're going to do that. Two is always a couple. Three is few. And sometimes few can really. I don't like few has always been three. It's been three for me too. Four but and just... five is many. <laughs> now now you're going to say in the many years we're going to do that. Yeah. If you say a few, then I'm already clocking you. I done already put this shit together in my head. Yes. At the end of the day, don't make no decisions. Don't come to no decision without intentionally and actively Mm -hmm. discussing and listening and then making sure you comprehend yeah what comprehension skills yeah like okay so are you saying that i want to make sure i understand this yeah are you saying because sometimes people do talk in riddles and shit maybe if it's not even intentional yeah sometimes these conversations are uncomfortable they do be tight but they be right yeah last tip y'all is to respect each other's views a lot of conflict can be resolved the conflict that naturally comes up in our relationships where it's not even a big deal it's just like we disagree you know can be resolved by just respecting where each other are coming from offering a little bit of empathy understanding where your partner might be coming from if they say yo i don't feel like i'm ready to take that next step right now allow them to explain why is it financially is it you feel unprepared is it because you haven't seen great examples of this and you're fearful what is it and then you can empathize and like appreciate them sharing and being honest with you Listen. you know maybe they're nervous maybe they're anxious maybe you know whatever the next step is or decision is whatever that is empathize with it in respect yeah <laughs> you want me to keep going yeah okay and also we know that pressure pressure from our partners can also make us slide into decisions somebody being like you know we need to the economy is, it's been so long. I'm waiting. I really want to be a mama. Girl. And now 
a lot of that pressure, if you have a partner who just wants to make you happy, it'll be like, I'll sacrifice. I'll I take know, the L. I know. Okay, we can. And maybe we're making a decision sooner than we would ideally want to. But it's like, I can, I can compromise. But it's not fair to pressure your partner into doing something that you they might not be ready to do. It's not. It's not right. It's not. You know, this, this is a little pressure and shit. And then also... Not having the empathy. I remember in my last relationship, we were talking about the move in. He's also he had also lived with his previous partner for a long amount of time. So he had already gotten his stint. Right. He had already, you know, experienced it. So it wasn't as foreign to him Mm. or whatever. So he was talking to me like, you know, this is a prerequisite to Oh, marriage? <laughs> yeah, to marriage. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you should definitely live with someone before or not. And I'm like, yeah, I hear all that shit you talking. And it, right. yeah, it sounds good. But what I need exactly. to feel comfortable is to see some stability. Listen. I don't want to hear all that. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel comfortable. And that's just that. I don't feel comfortable till I see that. <laughs> so respect it. Respect don't try to it. pressure me because I felt like in, in one of those moments or conversations he was like you know you're just like you just never did it before that's why you're just so i'm like i haven't it's like but trying also, to sign you little bro you yeah I'm like no i haven't done it before but i'm not stupid yeah and you don't have to have done it before to know what the fuck it takes to get there exactly come on y'all so <clears throat> in a nutshell if conflict arises around moving towards the next phase or the next step within the relationship Y'all need to sit down and decide what makes sense for both of y'all, what y'all both comfortable doing. I like, agree. I might be ready right now. You're not ready. So how long do you think it'll take you to get ready? Give me some time. What time? What does that time look like? Can we agree on a year? Can we agree on checking back in in six months and we establish where we are from there and then make your decision? Sometimes all you got to do is let a motherfucker get a little time and they'll show you what the fuck really going on. You will. They'll show you. Oh, I'm not really doing what you said. What I said I was going to do. Hey, right. Yeah. I'm offered to give me some time. I'll give you. And I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'll come back around. So, here's some questions that can help you prevent sliding in your relationships. Have a sit down, you know. Yeah. Stir the pot and get to talking. Mm -hmm. So you can say you can ask your partner or whoever. How do you feel about the progression of our relationship? Do you think we're making conscious decisions or simply going with the flow? Mm I was a go with the flow girl at one point, but not no more. And the flow has stopped. <laughs> the flow has stopped. You loved it too. You were wearing it. I didn't love it, but I was doing it. Oh. I don't do put no words in my mouth. The girl, I, I thought it. you said, you know, I like being go with the flow. I thought I heard you say that a couple maybe times. Maybe young. Maybe what I thought go with the flow was. Right. The, the older you get, it's like, I really don't like that nigga. Where's the structure? Period. I don't want to flow. I want to flow within a sh- structured environment. Yeah. With, within the parameters flow, that we set. Flow. Within the parameters that we set. I could flow. All I could flow within the I structure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's T. Yeah. Another question that you can ask is, have you ever felt pressured to make a decision in our relationship? And if so, how did that make you feel? We're removing pressure. Creating a safe space, if you will. Yeah. And removing our ego. Allowing people to say what it is that they want to say. Because sometimes it hurts your feelings to know that you're putting the pressure on and you're, I'm not yeah, ready. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of like, damn, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
when you ask these questions, make sure you're coming from a place where you can listen. You can't act, you know, make yourself available and not have your ego be a part of the yeah, situation. Yeah, being all defensive. Yeah. And then a final question that you can ask is, are there any areas in our relationship where you like to have more open and explicit conversations about choices and commitments? Mm. This is a goal. This is gold. Yeah, write that down, y'all. This is golden. Hey. Circle back there. Put a pin in it. Yeah. Put a pin in that one and bring that to the table. Nigga gonna be shaking when you pull these questions or you pull your notes out. He gonna be so, like, oh, what? turn that podcast exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> You're getting too liberated. You're getting too liberated. But imagine, this is how you have agency. Yeah. This is how you're really able to feel good in the decisions that you make and walk around feeling empowered. This is not to try to like, you know, pull the rug from anybody's feet, but it really is like, you know what? I feel good about this. Yeah. I feel adult. I feel mature. And that's what we want for you. Okay, y'all. So we have reached the final segment of the show. Sometimes we pick up our pen and drop our gym, but today we are picking up the phone and answering a call from a homegirl. So we have a homegirl hotline. If you have questions that you want our advice or counsel on, you can call the number that is down in the show notes. You can send us an email. Text We're here us. to answer them. Yeah, you can send us a text. We're here to answer them. So homegirl rang, we answered. She says, hey, y'all, I wanted to ask about a specific communication skill scenario that happened between me, 24 years old, and my 23-year-old brother, but can probably apply to other relationships. My brother is going through some depression, uncertainty period, and tends to wake up in a mood and rub his bad attitude onto others. Two weeks ago, my brother was again in a mood. He came home from being out, and me, being considerate, asked, where'd you go? To which he coldly replied, somewhere. All right, whatever. I ain't gonna budge. Convo over. Then minutes later, I walked into the restroom to him using my lash fan and I reacted badly because I was already predisposed with the earlier treatment he gave me. I told him, don't be using my stuff, then yanked the fan out his hand. He got mad at that and started saying he doesn't want to hear from me because I disrespectfully yanked the fan out his hand. This took me aback because this was only provoked by his nasty attitude that he gave first and that he gives every day. I tried to explain that my actions were in reaction to what he initiated. He then started bringing up old shit, saying I bug him, when really these are efforts to cheer him up and out of his funk. He also started calling me out of name and saying I shouldn't involve myself in his business. As a big sister to him, I try to cheer him up and involve myself, but now I don't even know what's wrong and what's right to talk about with him. It's like walking on eggshells trying to parent a child that's not even mine. Anyways, it's been two weeks that we've talked because I'm giving him his space like he requested. I know this silent treatment is childish to an extent, so I do want to reconnect eventually. But I also don't think it's fair for me to keep being the bigger person or initiate contact with the person who started it. He's old enough to know better, and I think that the ball is in his court to fix things. I just want insight on this situation as a big sister to a depressed younger brother. First of all, thank you for trusting us and sending this question in. This letter. Yeah, this letter. <laughs> it was well written. It was well written. Thank you for no typos. Right. Um, so <clears throat> the first thing that I want to say is I think you would relieve a lot of pressure on yourself. You you mentioned that I'm trying to parent a child that's not mine. I don't know what your familial dynamic is or what type of relationship with you have with your brother beyond just being a sibling. But if you remove that element and not try to parent him, then you might find yourself having more peace. 
Yeah. If your brother's going through a dark time, you can let him know, hey, I'm available to be here if you ever want to talk. Because what you'd find is being considerate. He's irritated, annoyed by because of the space that he's in. So although your intention is to be available, it's not it's the way it's impacting him. He's not receiving it the way that you mean to give it. Yeah. So I think the easiest thing to do and the, maybe the best thing to do is just say, you know, I love you. I care about you. I want you to be good. And if you're going through a dark time, just know I'm always here for you whenever you want to talk. If you come home and you in a mood, you don't want, hey, it will give hey, hi, bye until yeah. you're ready to go deeper. But parenting a child that's not yours is not your responsibility. You are his sister, not his mother. I agree with that. And um, I think when we are dealing with people who are depressed or in a dark space, it makes us uncomfortable. And sometimes we try to hurry up and usher them out of their space so that they can feel better, but also so that we can feel better and less uncomfortable. But I think you would also provide yourself some relief by releasing that, like accepting that you do want to be there for him. But this is not your discomfort to carry. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let it shake you up so much to where you feel like, I need you to hurry up and get out of this. Because sometimes people need their time. They really do need like more time than we sometimes may feel necessary or that we may even understand. But it's a process. And I think that he would appreciate it if he just knows that you're there. And like Germany said, when he's ready to come around, he will. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be there. Yeah. But y'all having this back and forth tip for tap because you're giving more than he even wants to take. You're get that's another reason. You're frustrated because it's like I'm giving, giving, giving. He never asked for it. Yeah. And with sometimes we set ourselves up in these positions where we're disappointed or we don't feel like people are treating us well because but really we doing too much. Yeah, we're doing too much and it's okay. It's okay to take a step back and be like, maybe you don't need that for me. Maybe what he needs from you is for you to just be like, whenever you're ready to talk, I'm here. Yeah. Or asking him, what do you need from me right now? Right. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. What do you need from me right now? Yeah. Because what I'm giving you is obviously not what you want. Yeah. So hopefully that that helps. It wasn't really long or drawn out. I like that we were straight to the point. Yeah. Succinct. Yeah. We're wishing you the best. Yes. And your brother. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. Because depression and dark times are not fun. No, they're not. But he's going to make it out. He is. He has to. So, y'all, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a different goodie bag. Goodie. Goodie from the back. Same bag, different goodie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all. Love Love you. you. Bye.